0: It's March 25th, 2016, and you're listening to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm Laura. And I'm Larry. And it's a two-drink minimum, so grab your glass and let's get started.
1: Well, welcome back, everybody. We are going to have to apologize for... Awful week on our two week span. So this is week number three, and uh, we were going to podcast last weekend, but or last Friday, but things came up, and we'll discuss that later and whatever. But here we are.
0: Here we are. We're back. And we're on, it's actually Good Friday. So this yes, weekend is Easter. Easter.
1: God, hard to believe that. I
0: know. We're in spring. Full bloom and full-blown spring.
1: Yes, you can tell by all the people sneezing with the water. Yeah. The empty it's,
0: allergy medicine shelves at the grocery uh-huh. store. Like, Everybody's got a box of tissues under their elbows. Yep, yeah, yeah, spring's here. It's a mess.
1: Spring's here, yeah. <laughs> James had to actually put one of his conference calls on hold to, to go like, he's like, guys, can we stop talking for just like a couple minutes? I've got to go blow my nose. i got to take my contacts out. i got to put some. My eye drops in. I gotta put my glasses on because I'm just about to sneeze. And they're like, seriously? It's oh, like, yeah. oh yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Spring
0: in Texas. Spring Here in we Texas. Are. Yeah.
1: Well, and the other fun thing about spring is that we start getting these weird. Well, okay. This morning it was 39 degrees. Yes. Well, and with some of these really weird weather changes, and with a temperature drop like that, we get these cold fronts that come through, and sometimes it's really, really bad thunderstorms. And if you've lived in Texas, you know it's just suddenly boom. And it's raining, and it's hailing, and it's lightning, and it's thunder. And a couple of days ago, was it the 23rd? today's the 25th. Yeah, March 23rd. 23rd. We had another hailstorm come through uh, It Dallas. was
0: a vicious hailstorm. Yeah. Really big, almost golf size. Golf ball. Golf
1: ball size, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things that you never know. You never know when it's going to happen. And it, it didn't hit my house, but it hit north on the north side of Dallas in Plano. See yes. so this whole area where they've just been pummeled to death, and
0: <clears throat> yeah, there's whole car dealerships. Oh, yeah. that have millions of dollars worth of damage. Every car that was sitting outside is just dented, mm-hmm. and windows are broken, windshields.
1: Windshields, get broken. cars are are dinged all up. It's just it was a mess. Yeah, and if you know if you've been following the news here, this is not the first time. Recently, the day after Christmas, we had a tornado come through. Multiple. actually Multiple. Well, actually, you know, a number of people died, mm-hmm. um, but there was one area that was hit particularly bad, and, and you know, it wasn't just, you know, some some hail damage. We're talking entire homes gone, second floor's gone, roof's gone, the whole thing.
0: Yeah, that was in Garland and Rowlett. Yeah. Not far from here.
1: So, of course, the, the downside to some of that, you know, aside from the loss of life and the loss of property, is that... When that happens, you get the people that come in that I would think of as almost like scavengers.
0: Like ambulance chasers. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, the, the contractors that roll in who suddenly pop up and we're here ready to fix your home. And, you know, they have no business being there in the first place. So we wanted to talk to you guys if you find yourself in that sort of situation where you've been in a major storm like that. and Because I think the, the there's an urgency to fix it.
0: Oh, yeah, you, you want know, to mitigate oh my gosh, further I, damage. Yeah, you
1: know, let's get it taken mm-hmm. care of as quickly as possible. Sometimes that can cause you to jump the gun and jump the gun with the wrong person.
0: Right. It can sort of short-side your judgment and um, you think, oh, this person's here to help me and yeah. let's get this done quickly because I want my life back together as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And, and as well you should. Obviously, yeah. everybody <laughs> wants that. Sure. But it's also not the time to make quick, hasty decisions because right. it could come back to bite you.
1: Yeah. So what we want to talk about is, you know, just what to look for whenever you're in that situation, the sort of the, the, some of the signs of, you know, okay, this might not be the right person to work with.
0: Well, and you know, it's kind of like, like how we think about insurance or, you know, we want to prepare for the ultimate disaster. Hopefully that never happens, but it doesn't hurt to, you know, know who your doctor is. If you're going to end up needing mm-hmm. a doctor, you know, we all have like our insurance person or, Uh, you know, have a plumber on call. And so if you're not in the middle of a disaster, and hopefully you're not, um, it's a good time when things are calm to do a little bit of research and ask around in your neighborhood and Mm -hmm. find out who do people use and who do they trust, so that you have a trusted list of these advisors or Mm -hmm. go-to people, tradespeople, contractors, that in the event that you ever need them, that you don't have to jump through those hoops of doing all the vetting and the figuring mm-hmm. out and the and the. And the
1: wondering, calling. is this guy on the up and up?
0: Exactly. So right. yeah, that really could give you a sense of you know peace of mind to to have those people already yeah. figured out. Yeah. Before something happens. So yeah.
1: Well, and, and one of the think about. one of the interesting things to really look forward to is in our uh, one of our office mates, Cookie, saw it in her neighborhood after a hailstorm. I think they hadn't been here very long because they came from California, and a hailstorm had passed through. And, like, the next day, it was a fleet of trucks just moving through the neighborhood, you know, roofing company fleet. Yeah. You know, to talk to the homeowners and tell them, oh, well, you know, let's look at your roof and let's see what's going on. And, and which made her suspicious, her husband's in construction. She's kind of like, is that really normal that that sort of thing happens? And, unfortunately, yeah, that does happen. I mean, it's not really Something you want to get wrapped up in because a lot of those people are simply the fly-by-night guys. You can know, you stick a sign on the truck and just roll in the neighborhood.
0: Well, and what's really interesting, I've talked to some of these roofers that I've gotten to know, and they actually have software or websites that they subscribe to or that they go to. Mm-hmm. And to the individual block in your neighborhood, mm-hmm. they can tell you what size the hail was and what probability there is of hail damage. So they will mm-hmm. come into a neighborhood. They know exactly which streets they're going to. And they literally will go door to door knocking on the door saying, I'm a roofer. Would you like me to check your roof? And they will, if you say yes, they will climb on your roof that very minute and start walking around mm-hmm. the, the roof. And it's, it is scary how quickly they will be there and start. Yeah. Getting in your business. And well, scary so how scary the, how they can
1: find damage. Yes. So was there and we were talking about this. Our partner, Holly, had um, someone come and get on her roof. And really? I, in the
0: same kind of situation yeah. where they just showed up and she's like, sure, take a look.
1: Yeah. Well, and so he gets up there and he's got his video camera, his regular camera, and he's taking pictures and doing this, whatever, and comes down and starts showing her pictures of you know all the damage on her roof. She's like, um, yeah, that's not my roof. My roof's not that color. Yeah. And busted the guy on the spot. Yeah. But most, you know, a lot of people wouldn't necessarily pick up on that.
0: Well, and and it's, first of all, it's dangerous to get on your roof. So don't mm-hmm. do it unless you're trained to do it. Right. Second of all, the, you cannot see a lot of that kind of hail damage from the ground. Right. So in many situations, you almost have to take their word for it or see if you can mm-hmm. get to an area where you can maybe get on a ladder but not actually get on the roof. Right. And actually see the damage right. yourself.
1: Well, and if, if this guy says yes, there's damage, you call your insurance company and have an adjuster come out, right? And let the adjuster get up there and say, oh yeah, this really did happen, and make sure it's okay. Don't don't just take someone's word for it. Well, you know, and too, if you're in one of these areas where there's been a lot of damage, and I mean, and we're talking even even tornado damage where you've lost a roof or you've lost a second floor or something, you know. Beware the people that are running around and putting flyers on your front door yes. or business cards on your front door because those guys aren't there to help you. Mm-hmm. Those guys are there to make a quick buck.
0: Oh, it's a, that's absolutely what they're doing. In yeah. fact, I've been out walking the kids a couple times just in the last few weeks and I see the guys walking house to house mm-hmm. with their little handful of business cards and a roll of tape. And they walk door to door and they stick a business card. And most of the time it's just for lawn services or things oh, like oh, that. Oh, sure.
1: Yeah, we've got the, the lawn service, the tree service, that kind of stuff. But right. yeah, but but these guys will do it as well for, you know, your your repair. Mm-hmm. And know full well that, you know, these aren't the guys you really want to be dealing with.
0: Right. So we have some a really cool app or website that's available to us. And I think it's nationwide. Um, so if, check in your area if it's available, but it's called Nextdoor. Mm-hmm. Um, and it basically it's you can set up a profile within your neighborhood if there's already a neighborhood set up for you guys. And then what's really nice is you can talk to the people in your neighborhood. There's message boards and Mm -hmm. there's classifieds and recommendations for, you know, anybody under the sun, you know, cleaning people and lawn people and whatever. Um, Or if somebody needs a referral to a doctor, you know, you can ask your neighbors. And the idea being that, That's what we used to do. We used Mm. to go to our neighbors and say, who do you know? (laughs) Now we're all so electronically connected. It's hard to, you know. No
1: one goes outside anymore. I know. It's funny.
0: We go to Facebook now and go, hey, I need, you know, a dog sitter or whatever. So that's a great resource because people will post on there if they had a great experience, yeah. and they're two blocks away. You can walk down and see their roof and right. talk to them in person mm-hmm. or message them. Yeah, see
1: see so what the level of work that's been done and see how it's been. Yeah, done. so
0: that's a great resource if you're new to yeah. the area. You don't have personal referrals. Um, mm. You know, try to reach out and get somebody to tell you what their experience was.
1: Yeah. Well, and and you know if you if you've been there for a while and we always say, you know, try to go local, which is what mm-hmm. really next door Absolutely. is doing, trying to keep people local. But if, if you know, you don't have access to something like next door or you're not comfortable, you know, or you're not familiar with your neighborhood, don't hesitate to call an architect. I mean, I will tell you, call a residential architect and say, hey, look, I'm looking for a contractor. I, I was in the area that got hit. I need help. You know, who's someone that you can recommend to me? And, and let them give you a name because they're going to they're gonna send you to someone that they trust. And that's probably one of the best things that you can do is find find that kind of referral because you know we work with these people all the time, and we know the quality of work and the level of work. And then also find out what your city's doing because every city is going to be different. You know, we we joke that you know Texas doesn't require a contractor to be licensed, and any nine year old can do it. Yeah, it's so. It's kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> all you have to do is just get on the city and register. But a lot of the cities where this is you know happened. What they're doing is actually requiring contractors to come in and sign up and then vetting those contractors to make sure they're legitimate. And at the same time, they are requiring that if your house has been damaged to the point that it has to be rebuilt, they want to see architectural plans. And they're requiring architectural plans. We've had, I think, three or four phone calls from people who have been working on homes in Rowlett who said, hey, I've got to have a set of architectural plans because that's what the city is going to require because these guys are overwhelmed. They're simply overwhelmed with the amount of damage that's been done and the amount of work that has to be done to make everything right. So they're putting their own protections in place. So maybe the process slows down a little bit and they can have some time to actually really make sure things are happening the way they're supposed to.
0: Well, and the theory also being behind that is that when you have a set of plans and you get a permit – The next step, obviously, is inspections. So the city inspectors will come out and take Mm -hmm. a look at the work that's been done at different stages during construction. That really is an insurance to you to make sure that they're following the codes and they're doing things, you know, structurally the way things need to be done. They're
1: they're not framing a wall with a a stud of 12 inches here. 24 inches here and 18 inches here and you know just wherever they feel like sticking the stuff right well
0: in the proper strapping for the roof rafters i mean there is something called a hurricane clip, hurricane strap, clip, yeah. or hurricane strap um, where it basically connects the roof structure to the wall structure and it seems really simple to have this little piece of metal that's nailed to both surfaces but it makes a huge difference hmm. in, in you think about and we're getting kind of into the technical of what happens in in wind storms and hurricanes but literally or tornadoes um, literally, there is uplift. So your roof is being lifted up by these tremendous winds. And so if you have these extra straps, you can tell which houses mm-hmm. had them and which didn't. And it can make all the difference yeah. in, in if your house survives or not. Um, so little things like that, you want to make sure that you've got the proper inspectors right. looking at stuff. You can't just trust that your contractor is going to be you know, forthcoming and do it for you.
1: Right. right. Well, so, and, and if you're in an area where there's a lot of rebuilding going on, know that every location is going to have a permit or should have a permit. Yeah, it should have that piece and of paper. And all in the those window. inspectors who yeah. are driving around, if your contractor's like, "Oh, no, 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 we don't need a permit, we'll be fine." Know full well that con the inspectors probably going to stop at your house and go, y- "You don't have a permit, you need to stop construction and here's what you're going to have to do." Yeah,
0: now you're going to have to pay a fine you because have to pay you fine try and to get around the rules. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, which you know may of course be what your contractor was trying to do. Yeah, I mean they're
0: trying to get business done as fast as they can, and stopping to get a permit is just one more annoyance in their mm-hmm. in their eyes, I'm sure. <laughs> Which it is; it's one yeah. more hoop you have to jump through, but it's it's there for a reason.
1: Right, right. Well, and, and the last thing I think really is don't be afraid of a second opinion. You know, the one of our contractors that we work with, uh, he was in that area and he lost the second floor of his, or not the, he didn't lose the second floor of his house. He lost, I think, his roof. And then the second floor of his house was twisted. So the entire second yeah. floor had been racked. And the adjuster came out and said, okay, well, you know, we'll need to take the second floor down. We'll need to replace all that, put the roof back on, blah, blah, blah. And our contract, the contractor, the contractor's standing there going, um, no, I'm thinking not. Because he's, he's, you know, been building a long time. Yeah, of he, course knows, he knows what he's
0: looking at. He knows what
1: he's looking at. So he called his own structural engineer to come out. And the engineer, sure enough, looked at his first floor and said, no, you can't use that. You can't build on top of that. Because, of course, as this thing is being twisted on the second floor, you've got forces acting on the first floor. Right, exactly. So, of course, now he has to go and deal with his insurance company and say, look, my structural engineer yeah. says this isn't, you know, repairable. We're going to start over. Yeah. And, of course, get drawings and permits and all that sort of right. stuff, which he's used to. Um, but he was, you know, he to him it didn't seem right, so he got his second opinion, he got his guy out there and sure enough, you know, what could have been, you know, them building something on top of, you know, unsafe construction. I mean, who knows what could have come down the road.
0: Right. So, well, and and we could do a whole other podcast on how to properly <laughs> insure your property, um, because I've talked to several insurance folks, and they said, you know, especially when something kind of big and catastrophic uh-huh. like this happens, or some event blows through your your community, mm-hmm. it's a great time to sort of take inventory of your what your policy covers. So look at if you had your insurance policy for 5 or 10 years and you've not really gone back and looked mm-hmm. at it, you've been happy with it and your premiums haven't gone up. But you maybe are not familiar with the terms. There are, you know, things like mm-hmm. what if you do lose the house, you know, a storm comes through and you have to rebuild, do you have the coverage in order to make that house whole again as far as what is the market cost of construction right now mm-hmm. compared to when you bought that property and has your policy been increasing? in that you know may, might have only cost 150,000 to rebuild it when you bought your policy but now it's 250,000 and are they gonna only going to write that. you a yeah. check for 150,000 and then what you know yeah. how do you put your house back and make your family yeah. and your life whole again so that's one thing you might just want to call your insurance provider and say, "Hey, can we take a quick look at this and and if mm-hmm. something happens am I covered?" That's a great thing to do even on an annual basis. Yeah. Make sure cuz you know, all of our lives change. So, we want to make <laughs> sure that when something happens, we've got what we need. Yeah. Um, and then back to the structural thing you were talking about with the racking of the second mm-hmm. floor when we were talking to Cookie who just moved here from California. She of course in her world it's earthquakes, earthquakes yeah. not tornadoes. And she said there had been a church building that there was a, a massive uh, earthquake that shifted. It was one of those that shifts horizontally, not mm-hmm. not a rolling one or an up and down, but it was a horizontal. And the entire building shifted six inches on the foundation. It was still standing, mm. but literally the walls moved six inches where they were not supposed to be on the foundation. And so um, even though it, appearances, you know, I'm sure everything was a mess inside, but Things, even though things are still standing it doesn't mean they're entirely hundred percent safe on yeah. structural structurally speaking so
1: yeah, yeah. so um,
0: get your experts yeah
1: so uh, so beware learning. I mean you know it's, it's that sort of i guess buyer beware attitude of you know if, if you're in this situation and you're not feeling right when you're talking to the people who are you know, talking about redoing your house or maybe to fix your roof or you know, you get that gut feeling that says Something 's giving me a tingly that doesn 't say this is quite on the up and up. follow your gut because you 're probably right most of the time you know when, and we feel that way too about our own you know when we 're talking to a client you know a new client, do we feel is there something there that says to us maybe this isn 't the best fit for us same thing for for some something like this, so you know beware, follow your instincts, and if they 're telling you, you know, oh something that 's too good to be true, you know of course it 's too good to be true it 's never Never that easy or never that simple. Right. So follow, follow your own instincts.
0: Yeah, and make sure that, like, you know, we've been talking about the roofing. If mm-hmm. they say, oh, we'll, we'll contact your insurance provider, don't worry about that. Don't do that. Yeah. Do not give all the power <laughs> over to those roofers. You call your insurance. Right. You find out what the real story is and how much they're going to give you for that new roof yeah. and you know just make make good notes keep good records yeah. um and hopefully everything will come out well, all, all the better well, on the. On and
1: the hopefully time. you never have to experience this yes hopefully you never have to go through this and it's you know it's it's heartbreaking to see some of the, some of the things we've seen on tv where entire communities are gone you think how do they rebuild that you know, how do you start over again yeah um so hopefully you never have to go through that experience but you know like i said it's for us it's texas it's march beginning to get into april we get these weird storms that roll through, and we never know what's going to happen. The tornado at the end of December was such an anomaly. That
0: was so random. So random. Yeah.
1: So we we never really know here what's going to happen, and um, you know, it just helps to be prepared and, and know what to look out for. So.
0: Well, and and for our listeners who are here in the North Texas area, know that that we are a resource for you. We don't right. talk about our business very often, right. but we are. Larry and I both are registered architects. We're HPD Architecture. Um, you can find us online and on all the social media channels h p d dot com uh and and we're here in the Dallas area, so if you need help, please reach out to us because we're happy to help you find the right folks or uh yeah. at least be a sounding board if you have questions
1: yeah
0: um we can give you a second opinion
1: yeah I'm glad to do so yeah well you so well, that was kind of a depressing <laughs> kind of a little depressing <laughs> podcast <laughs> happy spring happy spring <laughs> um But hopefully, um, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with something a little more chipper because it will be spring and it'll be full on and it'll be the middle of April and oh my gosh, it'll be the middle of April. When did that happen? April.
0: I know. I know. I already have to start booking up summer camps for my kids and yeah. What are we going to do for summer vacation? Oh no, it's just crazy. But it's good. Those trees are starting to bloom and it's getting really pretty. Yeah. You don't have to haul in your jacket and your boots and your all the.
1: Right. Although that this morning stuff. I was like, great, I'm going to have to wear a jacket. It's, you know, in the 40s. And, I know. We get know. that wind and
0: it's so chilly. Yeah, yeah. But,
1: but anyway, so all Things right. Things could be worse. Things <laughs> <laughs> could be worse. And, of course, we always tell you if you're in the Dallas area and you're available, come to the Architecture Happy Hour Meetup. Third Wednesday of every month. Check the website, com slash Hour, And it'll give you the location and come by and say Hi. Yeah, we'd love to see you. I'll see you. So I uh, hope you guys have a great Easter and have a great, great spring. And we will be back with you in a couple of weeks. All
0: right. Have a good weekend. Bye bye. Bye
1: bye.